Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are now listening to the Playmaker Podcast. What's up, family? This is the Playmaker Podcast. I'm your host, Reggie Coleman. I'm your co-host, Nikita Monroe Thomas. And today we have a special guest from Chicago, uh, up-and-coming R&B artist. She goes by the name of Laje. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. <laughs> So so let's let's get started. Um so I want to I want to ask you when did you realize that singing was a thing for you? Were you younger or did you learn to sing later in your life? Um I've been singing since I was 8. Um so uh, you know, I was pretty young as soon as I knew how to like write words that rhyme, you know, I started writing songs. So I wrote my first song when I was about 8. And then as I got older, I just started to like, you know, hone my skills and like work on my craft. I started taking voice lessons and, you know, so I started when I was young, but I start, I, I sort of like perfected it, not perfected it, but, you know, started like really diving into my craft as I got older. So was it family members around you that was singing or you just one day or just, it was a moment where you was like, yo, I really, I really can do this for a living. Um, how did that come? Was it family or was it just you realizing that you had a special talent? Well, it was me at first. And then I started showing my friends and my friends, I told on girl, you can really do this. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm going to try. <laughs> and so I've been doing it ever since. So what, what are some of your, your musical influences? Cause listening to like some of your music, you got like a soulful vibe. That's like, it's a little bit beyond your years. So what is some of your influences? <laughs> um, uh, well, growing up, I list, my mom listened to a lot of gospel. So that might be where the soul point is okay. from. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we, I listen to a lot of Janet Jackson, Beyonce. That's just out. Not necessarily Beyonce, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Usher. Um, I did. We listened to R. Kelly in our house. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Missy Elliott, Michael Jackson, 
And that was pretty much it. But see, my mom went through a phase. Well, it wasn't a phase. She just became a Christian and started only listening to gospel music. So that's like what we listen to a lot. Like, Okay, I see, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, so during this pandemic, was it easy for you to dive in, dive more into like your songwriting process and creating more content, or like yep. what were you doing during the pandemic? Working on music the whole time, um, because I mean I saw the pandemic as a blessing. I didn't, um, you know, I was like, dang, you know, I, I'm not gonna be able to work, but you know. God worked some things out so that it was, I was able to work on my music and still be able to make money off of that. And so I wasn't really stressed about money so much. Mm-hmm. So I was able to like really focus on making music and, you know, locked into the studio for about two months. And in that two months I recorded 40 songs. Mm. And um, now we're just chilling, getting the roll up together for those songs. We picked the, our, our, our top songs. So, so I see you popping in Chicago, the Chicago area. We from Jersey, so it it ain't really make it ain't make its way here to my knowledge yet. But um, I see you you've been in, uh, featured in a Source magazine, Singers Room mm-hmm. featured you. So, what was that like? What was that experience of just seeing yourself in the Source magazine? Because as an artist or as uh, as any as an entrepreneur or anything, when you're in the Source mag- magazine, it's like, mm-hmm. damn. I, I think I, I low-key made it a little bit. Yeah, the source got that type of <laughs> Right, no, I yeah. thought that was so cool. Like, I just, I don't know. I feel like there a lot, there's been a lot of cool things that have been happening, like, bit by bit within my career, and I'm still in, like, the beginning stages, so I'm really excited, and I feel like that's really telling about where I'm going to go once I start really releasing the content that I've been working on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm just super excited, like, I was ecstatic. I told my mama because the source is like iconic, you know. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, so it was just really cool. I was so excited. I shared it with all my friends. Everybody was happy for me. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That's dope. Um, I also see you were named Artist of the Month for Chicago's major radio station WGCI. So what was that like being <laughs> Artist of the Month with so many talented artists in Chicago? Yeah. Well. For one, we do have a lot of talent in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty cool. I was like, uh, I wasn't expecting it. It was very shocking, actually, um, because I I didn't submit my music um, to them. So, um, you know, I found out later that my manager had, but <laughs> it, it was just really cool. Like, um, you know, I think it just is really showing people in my city how hard I've been working because I'm, like, super low-key. I'm not, like, a clean type of girl. Like, I, I go events when necessary but I don't <laughs> I ain't gonna lie I don't really like like the industry scene like I feel like a lot of people are just not genuine people so I would prefer not mm-hmm. to hang around them yeah, um, and, sure. I, and I just like to let my work show like speak for itself so yeah it's, it's just pretty cool because you you not gonna spot me at every party in Chicago but you know most of the artists in the, in the music industry here knows about me because I've been working my butt off Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, how does how does social media play a factor? Because you know, social media is so big with entertainment, entrepreneurship, businesses. Even though you're a low key type of person, how do you incorporate still being active on social media so your fans and your supporters could could reach you? I like to just make sure I'm posting good content, like good pictures, nice quality pictures. Um, I don't know. I like to just you know post post cute things. I like to post pictures of my music. Um, you know, I interact with, with other artists 
Mm-hmm. Oh, social media. So I'm not like, you know, like this this ghost figure. You know, like, <laughs> I, I talk to people, uh-huh. but you know, I just don't like like if I gotta be at a party, I'm gonna go do what I gotta do. If I gotta perform, I'm gonna go. But yeah, you're not I really trying to stay around for the you know? for the the ins yeah, and outs. No, yeah, I'm gonna make sure I take pictures with everybody though. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. That's what's up. So so what goes into your songwriting process? Like, do you sit down and meditate? Do you you sit in a room by yourself and just write in a notepad? How how does it work with you? I do actually sit down and meditate before I write. Okay. Um I like to set a vibe. I burn some sage, mm-hmm. uh, you know, smoke a little weed. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, I just vibe. I, I, I record. I have a studio set up at home, luckily. And I feel like I didn't realize how much of a blessing that is as an artist to be able to have a studio and record at home. Mm-hmm. Some artists really be waiting until they can really get in the studio. And I used to have to do that. Um, so I'm grateful to have my studio. Um, but I don't really write ever. I just kind of, like, go off, off the top and mm. just, like, record as I go. Mm-hmm. So is a lot of the music from personal experiences or like conversations you have with friends and the, you know how we how mostly women personal. how we talk? Yeah, okay, mostly personal. Yeah, mostly okay. personal. Yeah, um, I've I've written a couple songs from a friend's perspective just because you know it really resonated with me. And, mm-hmm. You know, you know those friend situations where you wish you could do something, but you know that you know your friends gonna do what they want to do. Exactly, exactly, hundred so, percent. Yeah, for sure. You want to yeah, give advice, so but you I keep it to yourself. Songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure. Look at Jug. You know, it's just it's just it's just women stuff. You wouldn't you wouldn't really understand. Yeah. Because you know, I'm not gonna I'm not I mean, gonna hold you. If that you. was me, I'd be like, if that was me, I would leave. But you know Exactly, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, especially if that's your friend, you just wanna keep it, you know. I had aspirations of singing once in my life, you know, but you know, God yeah. God spoke to me and told me that your voice isn't ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So speaking of your songwriting process, um, what what's some new music that you have? And also, let's talk about your co- the cover you made imported. You covered Jesse uh-huh. Reyes. Uh, how was that making the video? How was that whole experience? It was a lot of fun. Um, I enjoyed it a lot because uh, I was really feeling that song. Like everything that I wrote, I was going through like a, a breakup at the time, mm-hmm. and. Um, he was just so annoying and like, you know, I had started like, <laughs> I had started like dating, you know, other people mm-hmm. and I met somebody new and it was just like a really, really nice feeling, but you know, he was still trying to hold on and mm-hmm. I was just letting him know, like, you know, I found somebody else and I really, really, you know, I'm not, I wasn't necessarily in love, but you know, that's how I saw him though, so. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, yeah. So, you know, it was just like, I know he's probably going to be uh, so, <laughs> when I tell you this, but <laughs> it's, it's, this is what it, it is. It's sad to say, but when when people go through breakups or heartbreaks, like they make their best music. That's how I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. And I, I I definitely rock with that song. Um, so how long did it take to do the video shoot? Because I I watched it. So how long did it take to do that? And was it fun? Where were you? Just give us a little insight. It took a couple hours. Um, we were at my manager's house, actually. We were just uh, kicking it in the backyard. He found a little spot. You know, when the, the scene where I'm, like, in the grass and stuff, and it mm-hmm. looks like I'm, like, in a prairie or something. I was mm-hmm. in the hood, in a, like, abandoned <laughs> life with, like, some overgrown grass, but it came out really, really nice. 
Yeah, you're just being creative. That's not wrong with that. For sure. Now let's let's move along to pilots. So how was how was that video shoot? It looked fun um, from what I saw. So who was was in the video and who's future on it as well? My friend Jazz is featured on it. She's um, the one singing on the hook. And, um, yeah, so we all just was hanging out at my manager, my other manager's apartment. Uh, just kicking it, drinking wine, talking, eating, thinking. And, um, yeah, that's just what it was. Because this was right when quarantine kind of hit. So we didn't really have a lot of options as far as, like, where we were going to shoot the video. Like, you know, a lot of videographers weren't trying to shoot because it was a new situation. People didn't know how controllable it was. Um, but we did what we could with, with the resources that we had, and we had a lot of fun with it. Right. So um, during this pandemic, besides music, what have you been getting into? What have you learned? Um, any new hobbies you picked mm-hmm. up during this pandemic? Let the people know what you've been doing. I have still been working my butt off. You know, I didn't care. Um, so I've been doing that. Okay. Uh, I started a business selling um, rose petal blunt wrap. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's been going really, really well. Um, I uh, wasn't expecting it to go as well as it did. In my first week, I had a thousand dollars in sales. Okay. And I hadn't even like launched an ad campaign or anything, so I feel like that was a good sign that it's going to be, yeah, you know, for sure. more more money to come. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I've been just like really focusing on my business, and that's allowed me to kind of like. You know, allow my team to do their job because at first I was not comfortable with it. You know, I was just like, uh, you want me to just let y'all do everything? And I'm used to doing everything by myself. So mm-hmm. that, I feel like that was kind of like God forcing me to sit back and trust my team because he, he, I feel like he dropped that idea in my head randomly one day and I was like, I gotta do it. But it took up so much of my time that I, I didn't have time to really micromanage my team, which is not necessary now that I'm allowing it to happen. I realized that I never needed to do that. Correct. And how, how difficult is that being such an independent artist that now to trust your team and know that they got you and you can explore other options and other streams of revenue. That's not just music. How was that kind of letting that go? Cause I know a lot of artists, Oh, I'm gonna do this by myself. I'm gonna do the studio, everything by myself. How was that letting some of yeah. that go? That shit was painful at first. <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie to you. I was like, I wasn't trying to do it. I was like, Oh my God, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, I would be in the studio, even, like, when you're working by yourself or working with people who, who kind of sort of just let you wing it and, like, do your thing without giving, like, too much creative input, it, it kind of, it's kind of difficult working with people who will put you in challenges, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, now I'm at a point where I'm very grateful for that. Like, I was in the studio and I was recording one day and my manager and my new engineer, we were all in there and it was like, I mean, we like we like your melodies and we like what you're saying, but we need you to say it in a different way so that it, it'll really resonate with your audience. Mm-hmm. And at first mm-hmm. I was like, well, what are you talking to? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, but, you know, I, I, they explained it in a way that kind of made sense to me. And I was like, you're right, though. Like, I know y'all know what y'all talking about, so I'm not going to, mm-hmm. you know, fight y'all on this too much. Like, I'm going to just rewrite the words. How did and, you? Um, yeah, I'm going to let you finish. Go ahead. No, I was just glad that that, that happened because I feel like, you know, a lot of stuff is really hard to do, but it's only hard the first time to do it. Like mm-hmm. accepting other people's creative input that shit was hard the first time. But after that, now I'm seeking <laughs> other people's creative input. Mm-hmm. And and how was that transition? Now taking constructive criticism pertaining to your music, because I know artists, 
like you know, we can quote Erica Badu, y'all sensitive about your y'all sensitive about it. So how was yeah. it taking constructive criticism, especially in a way of like this is your art, this is your craft, you know, in your mind of mind, you probably feel like it's it's good, but somebody given mm-hmm. uh, a construction. How was that? How was that transition of learning how to take that? Um it wasn't easy at first. Like I said, it was uh it was it was tricky. But mm-hmm. I also realized that it, there was no like ill intent behind them telling me this. They're telling me this because they want me to be the best artist that I can be and I wanna be the best artist that I can be and I know I can't just be the best artist I can be by only doing what I've been doing. You know, mm-hmm. what I've been doing has gotten me this far, but I wanna go farther. You know? Correct. Mm-hmm. So I'll start listening. So, so I want to back. I want to backtrack real quick. Give your Instagram to your business uh, for the raps. Oh, um, it's Rosebud Rap Co. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't think I need to spell it out. Rosebud Rap Co. So it's R O yeah R O S E B U D Rap Co. Y'all, that's on Instagram. Yeah, so make, sure, my, make sure y'all know, check that out. You know, y'all all, know all our smokers out. All there. All our smokers out there. Ain't nothing wrong with yeah, it. Yeah, so yep. we don't get that. Okay, uh, <laughs> I didn't want to just appeal to smokers, right? Because I, I I do hair, so I have some clients who are like 50 years old, and mm-hmm. one of them, she was like, you know, that's cool, but I don't smoke. So, you know, if you if you really work it, because I make the wraps by myself, by hand, with rose petals. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I, um, the, the leftover rose petals that I had, I'll make rose water and rose oil with it. Okay. And I got that idea from, um, from my client. She's an older woman, and she was like, you will make bank if you start selling rose oil, because I'm going to put all my friends on, and Mm-hmm. You know, so she was right, um, and I really wanted to be able to reach every demographic, not just you know young smokers and stuff like that. So I right. added the rose oil to my site, and it's been doing pretty well. So okay, okay, yeah. dope. So yeah, you got okay. You just a a hustler, hustler. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, and it's dope because even though some people may not smoke. The the good the good thing about social media is even though they don't smoke, they got followers who do smoke and they can still exactly. share it and post it. And mm-hmm. that's what I love about social media. I, I try not to be on it all day mm-hmm. and all night, but once I like to share people's businesses, so I'll share yours for sure. Um just because Thank people you. people don't know what's out there and, and we in Jersey, um I'm not sure if you ship or, or whatnot, but I'm sure some of my Jersey people would love to to Mm-hmm. To love to use your product because not only are you black, but you you getting it out the mud. Like we from Trenton, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know if you heard about Trenton, but it's it's pretty bad over here. We got some good things going on, but like with Chicago, is a lot of killings. There's a lot of bad publicity, um, and we just trying to show yeah. the good that's going on. So I'm definitely gonna uh-huh. share your stuff uh, online. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. So you know, what- my first week of um, business. I got orders. I, I, I delivered to Wider Delivery, but I sent some stuff to uh, Boston. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was getting orders in California, Georgia, nice. Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you do things cool. organically, that's what happens. When you do things organically, mm-hmm. and it's not just based off profit. That's why I try to tell people. Yes, you can get into entrepreneurship and all that, but don't have your basis so sold on money because it will it, right. it won't it will, it will fail because you're you're going in it with greed. You know, you're going in it with the yeah, authentic you- heart. So you getting you getting yeah, all that you like deserve. Because, yeah, and I I feel like because I care about my business, not just because mm-hmm. it's cute. It is real cute, like smoking a rose petal. That's so cute. But like, <laughs> I think that um, 
I really wanted to do it because I wanted a healthier option than like, you know, the backwoods and the front that everybody be smoking. Correct. And it's a lot lighter on your lungs. It's just it's just better for you. Correct. That's dope. So before we switch gears just a little bit, um, what's a song that hasn't been released yet that you wish was released or that nobody heard yet that you want the people to know about? Oh, man, I got so many. Like, <laughs> I I don't know. I, I don't even know how to answer that question. Like, my one of my favorite songs that's unreleased, we about to release um, probably next month. So I'm excited about that because we probably going to release it with a video. Okay. Nice. Um, but I've been... Um, before even before the pandemic, I um, last year I was unemployed, but I was really working on my music mm-hmm. and like hustling. You know, I wasn't working for nobody; I was working for myself. Mm-hmm. But I would sit in my house and record music every single day. Like when I woke up, the first thing I did was like get on my computer and record. So I have like probably a thousand songs recorded on my laptop. Wow! Um, so you know, there's just so much music, like so much music that I'm excited to share to the public, but. You know, we're gonna drop something soon, and I'm excited for people to hear it because it's just. Well, y'all, he- y'all heard it here. Wait, wait on that new music. It's coming. That's a fact. <laughs> so I got a question for you. I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Your dream collaboration would be with who? Alive <laughs> or not? Your dream collaboration it could be hip hop, R and B, rock. Oh man, alive or not? Yeah. Wow. Uh, or you could do both. Yeah, or both. Yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> I wish that Sam Cooke was still alive. Mm, see, that's that um, old I soul love, I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would have loved, love, love, love to get in the studio with him. And even just to like have him be a mentor of mine, because I feel like Sam Cooke was ahead of his time. With the way he was singing, the runs he was hitting, nobody was singing like that. Correct. And I feel like Sam Cooke is just everything to me. Um <laughs> Beyonce, of course. I would love to work with Usher because I feel like Usher is just magic. Like, he's been in the game for, like, 30 years and still killing it. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, I'm waiting on that versus. I need him to go against somebody. Who, though? Usher got hits. <laughs> he got hits. Hey, what's yeah. wrong? Still, to this day, it's not a lot of artists that, that had so many hits when they were young that still making music now and still making hits. Like, he's yeah. still starting. Yeah, it, they hit different, like, eras. That's tough. That's yeah. tough. Normally, when you're a kid star, you normally just stay a kid star. It's a hard transition to make to become an adult star. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, that would be a dope versus Usher versus Chris Brown. I think they both have a nice catalog. It'd be interesting. Yeah, they do. I don't even know. I think Usher. Huh. That's tough. Usher, it's I tough. Think Chris Brown could probably now Usher. Well, Chris Brown could probably outperform Usher, but Usher got hit, man. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. He got hit. Classic Yes. Yeah. Chris Brown, a lot of his hits sound the same to me. I agree. Like they still hit. They still hit, hits, yeah. They sound the same. Yeah, I think Usher was able to, uh, he tapped into something different. Like when you hear an Usher song, you kind of can remember, oh, I was this age, I was doing X, Y, and Z. Like you said, Chris Brown exactly. songs kind of sound a little bit repetitive, but what's hype, it was hot now. I do agree with you. And that Confessions album is un- unmatched. Like I don't, I don't think people really understand yeah, that that's a People classic. Understand, like, that album amazing. Yeah, I don't think they understand the the writing, the producing, the the beats, the or the whole concept of the album, the who who he, who the album really was about. I don't think nobody really dove into it. And now that we look back, you know what I'm saying? Because it wasn't really about him. He was speaking from somebody else's uh, life. But right. you know, people don't really try to take into that and understand that. Yeah, now Usher did what he had to do on Confessions. 
Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so 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 let let me switch gears real quick. Question for you: Do you watch The Shy? Uh, no. I got a couple friends who be on it too, who are like actors. <laughs> I need to start watching it. Because I was going to ask you: Does it does it portray what Chicago is really about? And you could answer it based kind of off of what your friends be talking about, or you just may not know. But do you think it portrays what Chicago is about and what? The ordinary person goes through on a day to day basis. Kind of, sort of. I don't think it's what the ordinary person goes through. I think it's what. Can I say niggas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. No, it's, it's what, what niggas what niggas in the hood go through. Like, correct. Like I've seen episodes, I've seen clips, and it's just like that's not everybody's story. Mm-hmm. But you know, I know a lot of niggas who go through that. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. like. It's a lot of people's stories, but it's not everybody's stories. It's right. not necessarily what Chicago is about, but it's just like a, a, a small piece of Chicago. Yeah, I've been to a sh- like Chicago a, a few times. Yeah, beautiful. My dad's from Chicago, actually. Mm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I love Chicago. Yeah, I've been out there. I don't know. It's like when I'm like rich and famous, I don't think I would want to live here. I want to live in suburbs. Like mm-hmm. I, I like peace and quiet, air that smells fresh. Yeah, ain't nothing like wrong with that. that. I don't like all the, I don't like all the hustle and bustle and noise and stuff like that. Well, that's what you used to. So yeah, you get to a certain point. I think that's all of us. You know, we love, you know, yeah. our hoods that we live in right now. But do we necessarily want to raise our families in that? Probably not. Or do we want to be the the, the yeah. forefront to try to change it? Yeah, you know, is is a is a, d- yeah. a double edged sword when it comes to that point. You know, you, I think people take it out of context when. You get successful and you just want better. It's not necessarily that you ishing on who your hood. It's just you want better. You know? I don't yeah, know. exactly. I think people need to understand the definition of real and it's not necessarily uh a uh, uh, ish on what you was what you was used to. It's just you want better. Okay, I wanna smell clean air. What's wrong with that? I wanna be in the neighborhood right. where I don't have to worry <laughs> about crime. Like it's things you say and you be like Am I wrong for thinking this? Like, no, you're absolutely no, right. No, it's not. People just be feeling like, I don't know. I think a lot, sometimes people be getting triggered by, by other people's preferences, which I think is stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, when everybody was trying to clown beat them on for saying she don't want somebody who works nine to five, like, why are y'all mad at her? Right. She's allowed right. to have a preference. Like, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, and <laughs> I think she was just saying it in the, in the context of she's an entrepreneur, so I don't think a, a person that's not an entrepreneur could kind of relate. And kind of be on the same page. You right. got to think if you're an entrepreneur, you don't work a nine to five, you don't clock in. Your significant other say, "Hey, let's let's just go to board board. Let's just go on a vacation right now." Me, I work a nine to five. I have to go to work, put the time in, and she's just saying on a on a different type of level. Like if we want to be out, we could be out. If we, you know, I th- I don't think it was a knock on a person that works a nine to five, but I think people took it that right. way. Right, but people people be projecting their insecurities mm-hmm. right out. Yep, and uh, you know it's not—it's not even nothing to be insecure about if you're working nine to five. I don't, but you know, I think that people have been conditioned to be insecure about anything that people like say that they don't like. Just just mm-hmm. the American way, like people—I don't—I don't understand it myself, but <laughs> I think it's a product of like social media. Social media has made a lot of people insecure about their own lives. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Everybody for sure. in a competition with people that don't know they even in a competition with. Like, yeah, exactly. Like you, you, you worried about how people think you looking. You wasting all your money on all this designer, but you in debt. Like, it, it just don't make you ain't sense. Got no food <laughs> you got on your sneakers cost eight hundred dollars. You got right. nothing in your refrigerator. 
Can you right. eat them shoes? You know, social media did like mess up people's priorities, um, especially the, yeah. the people in the hood, really. And it's sad to say, but that's what people they want people to think they got it, but they really don't got it. And, and it's that's just okay. it's sad. It's, it's okay to not have it yet. But right. as long as you're working towards getting it, that's, that's what, what it's all about. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, because I was just on the bus. I was just on the bus five months ago, so I'm not out here showing off for nobody. You know what I'm saying? I just was on the bus, so it's like, what? Where, where do I got to prove? Somebody for being, you can't drag somebody for being in the in the position that you were once in, and a lot of people exactly. do that. Like, exactly. Broke, and like three months out of being broke, and want to call everybody else broke. <laughs> I don't get. It. But I, I just try to see everything from a place of understanding. Like, even people who do things that I would never do, like all that flashing shit, like flashing money and stuff, that's mm-hmm. probably not even yours, so that's probably your rent money. Mm-hmm. I just see it as a product of, of conditioning. Like, they conditioned mm-hmm. our people to be a certain type of way. And, it's, and these young boys yeah, you're don't right. know no better. You're 100% right, because I don't normally take out cash like that, but... One time I did to buy a car and I like flashed it to myself and I was like, I got to, I'm like, I see, like, that's why I don't really judge it crazy, but I'm like, I see why they want to do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to buy a car, but I could see like when I did it, when I did it, I'm like, wow, like (laughs) I see it. I would never post anything like that because that's just not me, but I could kind of see, you know, like you said, you're conditioned to think like flashing money is the go-to, but if you really have money and you really ain't got to do it. <laughs> that's your rent money, and that's okay. Right. So, 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 before we let you, my bad, you, you were saying something. No, you said. Oh, I'm before just say, to <laughs> we could go on a whole tangent. We're gonna have to, we have to bring you back when we talking about other topics because you a whole vibe. Hey, like, I, for, for. hey, I'm gonna let y'all to get on the Instagram live to do that lady talk. But oh yeah, yeah, for y'all, sure. I, I, yeah, we I, could, we could dive into some other topics uh, because. You have a you have a strong opinion like me, and I think we can dive into some other topics. You know that yeah. I think people will be very interested to hear a R and B superstar on the rise, hey. and then you know a sports, you know <laughs> a sports yeah, survival. I'll do it. I'll but but listen, before we let you go, um, what's next for for Lage? Is, uh, is it an album? Is it new music? New videos? You as you mentioned before, but should we be looking forward to a new album or any new vi- videos? Probably no project until the top of 2021, to okay. be honest. But oh, that's good. we about to release the most fire rollout hey. in Chicago and Tennessee. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm, like, I'm so excited and I'm so proud of what we, we've been working on. Like, with the five songs that we take, we got five songs that we about to, like, work into the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And just listening to them through, I, I be getting emotional. Like, I really made these songs. Like, because I, I don't get help, like, writing anything. Like, I write everything by myself. And mm-hmm. I'm just, like really proud because what I have out now is it's not really it's not nothing compared to what I'm about to drop talk your talk I'm so excited hey, so I've never been proud of so work that I've done. look look forward to that rollout. Um, whatever y'all post on Instagram, I'm, I'm gonna share it for my my tri-state area, Jersey, New York, Philly. Yeah, we need to be put on you know. because you know she's a vibe, and you know she could really sing, guys. I'm not trying to throw no shade out there, okay? <laughs> but you know, where's R&B, guys? We looking, we searching for the real R&B, and I think she's on to something, honestly. You know, so be on the lookout for her, for real, for real. So, what's some advice you would give a, a up and coming artist that's younger or just don't know, like they're confused on what's the next step? What's some advice you would give them on 
writing music or creating content or just locking in on what they want to do, what's some advice you would give? My best advice is to lock in. Like, don't. Mm-hmm. Big advice, fuck all them people. Like, all the people that, that you think are cool or you think wanna, you want to be, like, down with because they're a part of the music scene and they got connects and stuff, you can make your connect. Mm-hmm. But but the music is the most important part. If you're not making good music, nobody is going to care. Unless right. you got, like, other factors working for you and you plugged already. Mm-hmm. But you got to just really lock in and, and not worry about what other people are doing or what they got going on. Just, like, really lock in, focus on your craft, and do what you got to do to make yourself better. Like, study people that you admire, you know? Um, That's if real. If you want to really sing, regardless if you think you can sing the best or not, I think a vocal coach is important. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, just like really hone your hone your skills, and don't really focus on nobody else. Like, period. Focus on your own path, and you know that's like watering watering your flowers. Mm-hmm. They're gonna grow. You can't be worried about a piece of flowers. Hey, y'all better y'all better lock in. Yeah, that's a fact. That's so, for anything. So we've been asking our. Our past couple of interviews, we've been asking, uh, who should we have on as a guest that you may know, um, that you want to put on, or just anybody in general? Who do you think we should have on the Playmaker podcast? Hmm. Do they got to be R&B? Mm-hmm. Nah, it can be whatever. It, whatever. Entrepreneur, real estate. We want to support anybody. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, um, I have a friend. His name is Lil Blessing. He's an artist from Chicago, and he's super dope super okay. talented like he's like a uh, uh, needle in the haystack it's not a lot of niggas that like okay super mm-hmm. dope. i think y'all should have him on here all right I- i'll check him out for sure and, and reach out to for him for sure for sure so so give out your uh your social media account so our listeners can follow you and your youtube accounts all that good stuff okay my social media is live official on everything it's l-a-j-e official that's on instagram twitter youtube facebook soundcloud all of that hey well we want to thank you for joining us on the playmaker podcast we hope you stay safe healthy and we hope you continue to flourish in this music industry uh the organic way you're not out there trying to run on somebody coattail you getting it out the mud you got the team with you and y'all y'all doing the damn thing so uh, continued Thank success you. and we wish you well for sure for sure thank you so much thank you for having me i had fun talking to y'all appreciate, appreciate it. you queen and we'll, we'll keep in touch thank you and this is the playmaker podcast i'm your host reggie coleman i'm your co-host nikita monroe thomas until next week peace Visit our website at theplaymakerpodcast.com and subscribe on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.